Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. I really appreciate it. Uh, yup. I guess what I'm interested in hearing is just what it was like to be working on this case. Um, uh-huh. And the story of what happened yeah. in your own words. Well, I'm telling you the story so much it won't be all that chronological or nothing, but I was thinking mm-hmm. that what this whole case felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like a 1980 Southern Gothic film. Oh, sick. That's how it felt. Oh, man, this is going to be sick. It's going to be First of all, you got yeah. the magnification. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. Cool. But cool. nobody knows. Yeah, the guy sure. Around. Uh-huh. From my ivory tower in Davistown, Pennsylvania, this is Done Disappeared, with me, John David Booter. I was two weeks in, and this case was getting more complex by the second. The deeper I got, the more I was feeling just like Ellen DeGeneres in the 1980s, completely confused. I was worried I was in over my head. But then I remembered, this case was already solved by Davistown Police. And history showed that whatever they could do, I could do publicly on a global platform in an entertaining but informative way using my charm and intellect and also using the Davistown Police investigation as a primary resource. As I sat, looking down on the Davistown Police Department from the comfort of my ivory tower, I began to feel that I should start at the beginning. That I should get a clearer picture of exactly what happened the day this all began. The day Bonnet, and so many others, then disappeared. Okay, Susan, so why- oh, okay, okay, Jane, okay, Jane. So why don't you just tell us everything you remember about what happened that day? I woke up real early that morning. Bonnet was still asleep in her little crib. I woke her up real gentle and put her in the kitchen sink for her morning float about. Sure. And she was just being so sweet. Mm. I tore up a baguette and threw it in the sink water, and she just went wild. <laughs> started flapping and laughing and mm. splashing around. Oh. Before I knew it, I started laughing and splashing around, too. Right. After a little while, I picked her up and put on her little mm. bonnet and brought her outside so she could sit in the sun. Yeah. Right before I went back in, I turned back and smiled. And she was just smiling right back. Just a sweet, smiling goose in the sun. I went back inside for five minutes. Five minutes, that's all it took. And when I came back out, I saw her little bonnet lying in the grass all crumpled up. Her favorite little blue ribbon there lying next to it. And I just knew. I knew I was never going to see my little bonnet again. Oh. Susan, oh, uh, oh, Jane, oh, come here. Listen, listen, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to solve this again. Together, I'm going to solve this again. The police arrived within seconds of Susan's 911 call. One glance at the crime scene, and they knew Bonnet was gone. All that remained were her signature baby blue ribbon and Bonnet, tossed in the grass like garbage. But before police could bag the evidence, before five minutes had passed after Bonnet went missing, it happened again. I I can't remember. I done blacked out when it happened, but people tell me that when I found out, it sounded something like, Ah! No! No! 
I say Dollar Shave Club, if the first thing that comes to your mind is a club whose members have shaved dollar signs into the back of their heads, then I'm about to blow your mind. Each morning, I carefully shave my face, arms, and back with my Dollar Shave Club executive razor. If you want to have your mind blown and your back bald, sign up today at dollarshaveclub.com slash disappeared to get 100% off a lifetime supply of used Dollar Shave Club razors. You will not be disappointed. That's about what I sounded like. Got it. You know, Davistown has always been a safe place. We hardly never lock our doors. This is Sandy Charleston, the second victim, whose scream was heard around Davistown just minutes after Bonnet disappeared. When I put little D'Onofrio in his little, in his little kiddie pool in the yard, I never expected it to be the last time I ever saw him. But pretty soon I saw some police sirens and a whole crowd gathered just down the street. So I come outside to see what all the commotion was and D'Onofrio was gone. He was just, he was gone. Bonnet, D'Onofrio, John John, David, Megan, Hootie, Bumper, Joshua, Mr. Pickles, Jennifer, Pissy, Elizabeth Taylor, Pudding Cup, Jennifer S., Giggity Goosey Girl, The Duchess, Chantal, Chantel, Mother, Goose Bigelow, Georgie, Brian, Vincent Price, Patches, Peanut, Peanut Two, Ryan Gosling, Geese Witherspoon, Miss Mary Quack, Patches, Tom Honks, Bobby, Brown, Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown, and Stephen. These aren't the names of every goose that disappeared that day. It's just the ones we have time for. By the end of the next month, every goose in Davistown wild or domesticated had vanished the scope of this case was overwhelming fortunately former Davistown detective Michael Woolley connected me with a man he used to work with on the force a man whose life's work was this case and a man who caught the Davistown goose ganger now y'all listen to me I am not the one who you want to hear me talk about this case who you want me to talk about this case with is Corn Dog. Corn Dog the one who solved the case. Plain and simple. With Michael's help, I contacted Corn Dog. He agreed to be interviewed, and I invited him up to my ivory tower to discuss the case with me. Within seconds of talking to Corn Dog, I could tell that he was the type of guy that never forgot a thing. I was assigned to the case um, in 1980-something, uh, and, you know... We just never seen anything like it in Davis Town. So what was the first thing you did? What was the first clue you got that eventually helped lead you to the Davis Town Goose Ganker? Uh, the first thing that we had to do was put together a, a composite sketch of the Ganker. And we had a couple witnesses that had said that they saw someone. And so we asked them what, what, that, what that person looked like. And we... 
we interviewed about 20 to, to 25 people and we put together a description and what we what we came to the conclusion was was that it was a man or a woman who was doing it and we we got this guy to come in from the big city and he drew a picture and it was like a curly hair on a head with um a face and a and a body underneath so we started interviewing everyone in Davis town that fit that description um and as i'm sure you know that it's Davis town is just filled with with curly ones after corndog commissioned his composite sketch police finally had a detailed description of the ganker it was a man or a woman with a face a head and a body underneath the fbi uh we we thought the fbi was going to get involved but um we did not have their number to call them understood so corndog i, I, when I, I you, appreciate uh, you, you interviewing me but if you if you could actually not call me that that name oh it, it's kind of corndog is an insult really oh, I, and oh. i know people in the in no, 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 of course, call of me course. that, But I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't use that name. Absolutely. And what is your full name, just so my I know? My name, my full name is Cornvin Degovio. Cornvin Degovio? I, I don't know where the nickname got started. It got started in um, uh, police school, I guess. Right. Um, they just started calling me Corndog. I said, nope, it's Cornvin Degovio, please. Um, and it didn't really help that um, I kind of looked like... It, the lower half of my body's real like a stick, and the top half, you know, is kind of long, and and I, I I do look like a corn dog. Right. Next week on Done Disappeared, and we interviewed a, a witness, and she said, she said, I saw someone, I saw someone dive off that bridge into the river, and she dived the most beautiful swan dive you've ever seen, and that's when it st- I stopped, and I said, swan dive? She, she, you mean somebody was diving like a swan? <laughs>